0: Have you noticed anything about, like, you know, raising kids on a more natural diet?
1: Well, I mean, my son, I really am impressed. Like, he's so just healthy. Mm-hmm. Same for my daughter. Now, my daughter is definitely one of my, like, testimony stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was diagnosed with asthma at one years old. Wow. Um, she was actually hospitalized and her first after her first birthday for 9 days.
0: Oh that is that's really scary.
1: Yeah, it was very very scary. Um she couldn't breathe and she couldn't catch her breath. So my daughter after that was hospital going to the emergency room at least once a year at least for um, her asthma, uncontrolled asthma. Wow. Um in her 4th year life I discovered cedarwood oil And that is something that really changed the game for her. Um, I'll never forget. She was having an attack. I had her on her nebulizer. um, And, you know, she's wheezing. And I'm doing everything I can for her, you know. um, But for whatever reason, normally everything is put away. There's this one essential oil sitting on top of the counter. And I decide to look at it. I'm walking past and I look at the oil and it has like a rhyme on the oil. Mm -hmm. And it says, in times of respiratory distress, rub this on your chest. Wow. I'm like, okay. Take it up to my daughter and I rub it on her chest. Oh my gosh. And I mean, less than an hour, maybe 20 minutes, she comes downstairs and she, like, she's like she been laying around all day. She's on the nebulizer. She didn't took the thing off. She didn't stretch. She didn't came downstairs. She's like, I feel better. I'm like, but, are you for real? You know, like, is stuff is this simple? It can be this easy? You mean everything we need is really, really here? Mm-hmm. There's a cedarwood tree growing somewhere right now. And all we needed was the oil.
0: Back to Prospero's Pit today. We got a really special guest, Rosie Warren Thomas of Nature Made Me. Um, thanks for being here uh, in the late night bookstore.
1: You know, this is a little late for me, yeah. but I made it. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, how you doing? I'm excited. Uh. I'm super excited to be at Prospero's to be here with you. Yeah. You know, I love books. <laughs> I can't believe I haven't been here before.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm pretty shocked by that actually. This feels like I feel, I'm really excited about you know, introducing you to Prosperous, introducing you to her. I feel like the book are her and and she's a Well hello.
1: Hello yeah. Prosperos. She yeah <laughs> she's a
0: Scorpio. I don't know if you're into that kind of stuff. Oh, but wow. um yeah. Uh so she might bite back bite back. I don't know. But um so I really wanted to get you on here because the way we met. Well, you're an herbalist right. and that's really, really cool. Why don't you tell me about what an herbalist is?
1: So, for me, I always tell people, in short, an herbalist is someone who is dedicating their life to plants, plant medicine, educating and healing others
0: with it. Yeah. And that ha- like, how did you get to become an herbalist?
1: Well, um, me personally, um, I got into herbalism back in 2014. Uh, I got a gum abscess. Is what it is. I had to heal myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned about essential oils. It was clove oil. Um, clove oil was used to numb the gums, um, alleviate pain in the mouth, and I learned about oil pulling, Mm -hmm. which is just a holistic practice you can use. Um, it's really good for cleansing your mouth, cleaning your teeth. Anyway, I -hmm. couldn't afford to go to the dentist. Yeah. So, I found this remedy, and yeah, you know, after I did the remedy, because I had this gum access for weeks, Mm -hmm. and it was horrible, three days later of swishing this, doing this oil pulling, and I was like, yeah, I'm a doctor. Yeah. Um, now I'm about to tell everyone about this, but it was uh, like life changing. You know, it was like a switch
0: for me. Yeah. Like, well <laughs> Because now you have your own business. Um. You know, tell me what you do. What Nature Made Me is all about.
1: So Nature Made Me is a. It's a lifestyle company. It's a mm-hmm. a home brand. I want to be in all the fam with all the families. You mm-hmm. know. Um. But I make herbal remedies, tea blends. Specifically, those are my favorite to make. I want to make medicine that feels familiar and that's easy to take. I also am a doula I do gardening and urban farming. Um yeah. Yeah. I think I also specialize, I'm not think, I specialize in herbal oil infusions as well. So mm-hmm. I do like skincare, body butters, herbal oils, all of the things.
0: Yeah. All of the things. I've been to the shop. It's pretty incredible. I love you have such a To me, I was immediately drawn to the teas, and you have like such a variety of them, and they all do different things.
1: Yeah, so uh, at this point, I like to say I specialize in teas. I'm the tea guru. Mm. Yeah, tea
0: guru. I like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love making teas, and I want them to taste good, but I want them to be effective. So as an herbalist, personally, I'm what you would consider an eclectic herbalist. Um, I work with the energies of the herbs. So when I'm creating a blend, it's really, really important for me that the herbs work well together mm-hmm. so that they can work well for you. To get, or for you. Mm-hmm. So how I explain that to people is that there are, let's say, 100 herbs that are good for cold and flu. Or if you had a fever, there's probably 100 herbs Google would give you that you could take. Mm-hmm. So when we're making a blend, we want it to be effective. So we go, look, are you, is this what we, (laughs) it's like, I will talk forever about the herbs. Yeah, no, no, please. When we're making a blend, we want the energies and the herbs to work well together. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't want to put, let's say, for example, there's cooling herbs, there's um, drying herbs, there's moistening Mm herbs, balancing. Um, So if I'm making a blend, I don't want to put the drying herb with the moistening herb Mm -hmm. because it's going to cancel right right so then it doesn't work and then people are like well herbs don't work and i'm like well maybe it just wasn't made right
0: mm-hmm. right <laughs> maybe you didn't have a herbalist blending it for you yeah on google but uh, yeah so yeah like tell me a little bit because you were saying how the um herbs blend and how they like kind of you know they make your uh they make the blend but um Yeah, what does that, like, process look like when you're blending herbs?
1: Um, So, like, from a, I guess, a medicinal standpoint of how you're going to create a blend, um, you have, like, your key herb. So you have your main herb, the main character that is going to be doing the heavy duty, the main work. Mm -hmm. So then you have to decide what you want this blend to do and how you want it to work. So um, I want to make a blend that is going to be moistening. So it's going to add moisture back into the tissues and back into the body. But it also is going to help with getting rid of mucus. Mm-hmm. So it also expels mucus. So this is good for someone who has like a really, really dry cough. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm thinking about what I, it is that I want to heal, you know, or I want to help you with. So I'm thinking about my supporting character or my main character. And then you have your supporting character, supporting mm-hmm. herbs. Mm-hmm. So a good blend really can have four herbs, five herbs, and this is an effective blend. So you don't want to put too many things in to where the main active ingredient is canceling each other out. You want to just support this main character to do its job the best way that it can. So when I'm creating blends, that's what I'm thinking about. So then I'm thinking about energetics. This is a moistening and a moistening blend. So I wouldn't get, you know, ginger or I wouldn't get a drying herb Mm -hmm. that would cancel all of that out. Yeah. Because my point is to help you with the dry cough. So we're going to add the moisture back in, if that makes sense. Uh Uh-huh. But that's how I make blends. Yeah. Think about what I want to do, how I want to do it, and how all the herbs can work together
0: to support each other and then you. Mm -hmm. That is so incredible. And you, you know this stuff so well. I could just, the way you're, you're so confident in the way you're talking about this right now. You're completely self-educated, aren't you? And I am. Yeah.
1: So right now I have been blessed with the opportunity to attend a herbal school. But yeah, that started this
0: year. Really? Yes. So what does an herbal school look like?
1: So I am attending Prairie Wise Herbal School uh-huh. and it is a local school. It's here in Kansas City, Missouri, mm. based out of the Leia Center. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm going, I'm doing year one and two all at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a three year program. Oh, wow. Um so it looks like me going to class on Saturday and Sunday uh-huh. for a few hours. Um, but it's amazing, you know. The year one is giving you like the basics of what you would need to know to feel comfortable, mm-hmm. but year two is more. We're going into the the body systems, you know, and how the herbs are affecting the tissues
0: and the muscles, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's super amazing. <laughs> Do you keep like so in the process of like teaching you because it's so much information? There's so many herbs, right? Oh yeah, and and, and like do you had ha- you must have like a journal or something that you're keeping track of this
1: yes yeah. so we call that the materia medica
0: okay the materia medica
1: yes yeah, so this is your collection mm-hmm. of herbs and what they do and how you've used them and your experiences with them um and this is something that most herbalists are going to have and going to hold near and dear to mm-hmm. them um and that's how you are actually being able to keep track of what the herbs are doing um, on top of that, I also—I mean, I have journals on journals on journals. Yeah, but um, it been, it's been seven years. Yeah, seven years. Yeah, wow. It's been a, a while. Uh-huh. So I mean, I found the notebook from two thousand yeah. you know, and sixteen. Yeah, when I was just like when I was first getting started, and yeah. I was like doing an online class. Right. So, to see the progression and the growth
0: is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. So, like, on top of you being—I mean, pretty much. A community doctor. You're also an entrepreneur because you have your own you you have your business. Nature made me. Yeah. When did that come into the picture, compared to you know Just studying starting. to be? Yeah, starting.
1: Um, maybe after studying for three years, mm-hmm. I got my LLC in the very very end of 2017. Uh uh-huh. um, I want to say I really started selling products heavily in 2019. Um, but yeah, um, I got into what is called, um, Harvest Moon. Mm -hmm. It's another herb store. It's a women's collective. Yeah. I was going to say
0: that sounds familiar.
1: And yeah, but before that it was called Soul Centricity Uh and that was just another uh, tea shop and women's collective, but she created space, um, for small micro entrepreneurs and business owners and just holistic wild women, you know, Uh to come together and learn more and develop their products and develop what we were doing. So when I very first kind of got started, that's where I was. Mm. And I'm grateful for that experience because I was around so many other women like me and we were able to just grow together and learn so much from each other.
0: Yeah. So, Tell me more about that experience. That sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, it was a woman's collective. So uh, Soul Centricity, even the name itself spoke to me. You know, this was a, a tea shop. And at this time, back at that time, I had just got it started. So uh I was out trying to hustle my teas okay. and people weren't really receptive to teas especially as medicine uh-huh. so uh being able to find this group of women and just being the creative energy um there i was an herbalist but there were like spiritualists. um we had a a lady who was like a she's called a womb warrior uh-huh. so she's calling a herself womb now. Wow. Right? a I womb love warrior what a womb warrior and she was um she's all into women's health uh uh-huh. um a homopath we had there you know i didn't know anything about homopathy or how listen uh-huh. yeah <laughs> i didn't know much about that but uh-huh. learning about that like the granddaddy of vaccinations you uh-huh. know it's an amazing
0: experience. I know nothing about that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I
1: oh I, it changed my life, uh-huh. you know. Um learning about meditation and just being in these group experiences with these women. Yeah. That sounds incredible. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was. It it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of these women are still my friends still today and they're yeah. all we're all still entrepreneurs and we have our businesses. So uh-huh. um it kind of just changed life for me, my way of life. I now have this group of women who are into the same things that I, that I am in. Yeah. And, you know, you have to surround yourself with people who who are doing what you are wanting to do and doing what you're doing. So that definitely helped me a lot. Yeah. How did you find them? You just stumbled in? I, you know, you got a cousin that be uh-huh. doing stuff, and she's like, "Hey, girl, come on." Uh huh. Okay.
0: <laughs> That's the word. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> word of mouth. Go yeah,
1: on. word of mouth. Uh huh. Um, so that really did help me just develop because I was around herbs. Yeah. Um, a lot. You know, I started de- devoting a lot of time to that shop. Uh huh. Um, so that helped. That helped a lot, and nature made me just took off. So for me doing events. Um, people not wanting my tea, mm-hmm. I was like, What can I do to get these people to wanna to drink some tea? And I created fruity tootie. Fruity tootie. Fruity tootie tea. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty Tootie Tea. It's a multivitamin and energy-boosting tea. Uh-huh. And it tastes like fruit punch. Okay. Right? So that was my game changer. So I will never forget, I was out on 18th and Vine doing a first Friday. This is still I'm really early in the game, 2019. I've been out here maybe twice before. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm back. Yeah, the tea lady. The tea lady is back, and I got a sample.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Come try this tea. You know, yeah. and it tastes amazing. Yeah, it tastes like Fruit Punch. It tastes like Fruit Punch, uh-huh. and it's medicine. It's good for you. Yeah. Um, that is a game changer. It's a game changer. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah.
0: And that just, that took off.
1: It took off. Fruity two D T. people were like, where is the tea? We want the two D T. Where is the tea lady? Uh-huh. Um, How'd you get it to taste like Fruit Punch, was it? It's the herbs. So um, it's a fruit tea blend, Uh right? So it's um, hibiscus. It has some orange peels, lemon peels, lemon balm, lemon verbena, lemongrass, which are all three lemon tasting herbs. Mm -hmm. Um, I have like cranberries in there, raisins. We got all the fruits. Uh Okay. Any fruit possible is like going in. Yeah. This is made with love. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. Please drink this. But, um... And I want some. I'm like, did you bring any? Listen, don't feel bad. (laughs) I just sold a gallon today. Uh, Okay, great. That's where we are. Yeah. You know, Uh people are calling like, I need a gallon of tea. Uh Why is this not in the store? I'm
0: like, that's a good idea. Yeah. You know it's good if you're selling it by the gallon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Uh
1: someone one day was just like, I don't want to make it. I want you to make it.
0: I want three weeks of reserves.
1: (laughs) I get it. I'm like, put some in the freezer. You know, it'll be ready. Yeah. Stay good.
0: Okay. I definitely um, got to try this.
1: Oh, I got you. Yeah. See?
0: Look, soon. Coming yeah. soon. Yeah, I will. I will. Speaking of, where are you located?
1: So, I um, am on 39th in Indiana, 3906. Yeah. Indiana Avenue, Kansas City,
0: Missouri. Mm-hmm.
1: It is the old firehouse.
0: Right. It's got the golden gates. Yes. yes. So when
1: you come there, I know it's gonna. you're going to be looking, mm-hmm. but there's the golden gate. I want you to follow the alleyway and yeah. you will enter the garden.
0: Yep. And you will find me. Yeah. <laughs> you just park in that family general across cr- the street. You
1: can park in the family dollars. There yeah. is plenty
0: of space there. Yeah. Family dollars. Yeah. Right, right, walk right across the street. Yeah. You go back there. I remember because the first time I, I walked, I stumbled upon your place because I there's a there's a psychic here who's every Saturday. Her name's Janet Planet. Mm. Um but uh, not. I don't think you guys have ever met, but <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, I was, I just like talked to her and she had like a psychic moment and recommended me and like an herbalist store. Mm. And I think I got the name wrong or something, but I got, I pulled up your store, which it was on a Sunday. And I think you guys are, you, you told me later that you guys are closed on yeah. Sundays. Yeah. But I, I pulled up anyway and you were having a whole event back there. Yes. In your garden back there. Um and it was so cool. Like just like the odds of me like stumbling in this place was I've always thought that was like just alignment. Like, yeah, that
1: was crazy because normally I'm closed on Sunday yeah. and I have it closed on Google. So normally mm-hmm. you would have went on where it would have said closed. You would have been like eh. But for the event I was like, oh let me put open on Google. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't know anything about. I that had event. no idea there was a whole event, and so I feel like I've seen your space at like its peak, like at one of its highest moments, like yeah. so many cool people were back there and yeah. so much was going on what tell tell me more about that event cuz so
1: yes the yeah. day that you came we were hosting the first annual first ever it was the black metaphysical fair yeah um i've been a part of metaphysical fairs for 3 or 4 years now in kansas city and i was like okay i'm going to throw one in my section of the city you yeah. know um and so i brought in the name of that event, let me start there, was called Uplift. Uh-huh. And Uplift is an annual event. So we did our second Uplift this year as well. Um, But the purpose was just to bring love and unity and upliftment to a blighted area in Kansas City. And I wanted to bring in several modalities of healing. So we had um, tarot readers. We had... uh um massage therapy chiropractors we had uh, we had so many different things um energy healers mm-hmm. then we had the herbalists there multiple herbalists um that event was amazing you mm-hmm. know and so for you to come there and be able to witness that in itself yeah and for you to just i don't know all of it to me was like whoa yeah <laughs>
0: Well, first of all, like I that's the one and only metaphysical fair I've ever been to. I didn't even know. You just said metaphysical fair and that's like the first time I've ever heard of anything like that. <laughs> no, so yeah, so that's like really yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I just remember walking back there and being like, What am I like? What is this? Yeah, what is this? Who's in charge here? I need to hey. talk to you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and uh-huh. it was also to uplift all the local businesses and local entrepreneurs. Yeah. So we also had a variety of mm-hmm. businesses, small businesses. I mean, um, as someone who got started vending events, I wanted to create an event where these businesses could come and be supported and uplifted. Yeah. Especially people who are offering healing resources to our community. It's just a discovery of each other type yeah. situation, you know, because a lot of people had never been to or heard about a metaphysical fair before either. Yeah. Or if they had, they had maybe a preconceived, you know, conception in their head of what it was. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to show them that no. I don't know what you think, but this is what it is, you know. Right. So, um, uplift was amazing, mm. and we've decided to continue doing it because it was, as you can see, it was it was jumping. Yeah. You know, it was a hit. They were loving it. Yeah, and it's something that they want. They're like, "Can you do this every weekend?" I'm yeah, like, right. Maybe not every weekend, <laughs> yeah. but. Um, Did you organize that whole event? So it was me, and I had two sisters that helped me. Um, One of their names is Kilo, and her brand is Kilo Cares. And then the other one is Nicolette Rich with Enrich Yourself. Mm -hmm. And she is an energy healer. Kilo is an herbalist as well. Um, What's really cool about me and Kilo is me and Kilo share the same birthday, but she is eight years older than me. And so it's super interesting being around her with, I don't. I think we have the same moon and like sun sign. Mm-hmm. February the thirteenth is our birthdays. Oh, she's wow. an Aquarius, or she's an herbalist, and yeah. she's been doing this long oh. before I ever thought about it, right? Uh-huh. And we met maybe. I mean, years after I've been an herbalist, so mm. it was just like, huh? <laughs> Talk about alignment. Alignment. Yeah. This is amazing. And enrich yourself. She's an energy healer, oh. Nicolette. Um, and she was into the metaphysical scene as well. And we just wanted to. Do it. I couldn't do it all by myself. I'm like, please help me. I would love, yeah. I have this vision, but it takes a team for sure. Right. So, would you say she's like somewhat of a mentor to you? Uh, who the Kilo? Yeah. Kilo. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I haven't really said this yet. Okay. So I'm going to say it here. So, I am now the host of the Every Woman Show on
0: the 90.1 KKFI. Oh my gosh. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> wow, Thank that's you. that you've never said that out loud. No, I haven't told anyone yet. My oh first my. show is on Saturday. On Saturday? This <laughs> Saturday. Oh my Saturday. gosh, breaking news. Breaking news, breaking news. So, and I'm I'm interviewing Kilo. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. Okay, that's so right. like when is that Do you know at all when that's going to air or uh, hmm. I yeah.
1: don't know when it's going to air. Uh-huh. I know it turns around pretty quick. I did I was a guest once. Uh-huh. Um and it turned around really quickly. But I will send you a message. Yeah, please do. Um, even that happening was amazing, you know. Um, I was able to go on that show um and talk about my brand and my business uh-huh. with another herbalist. Um, and yeah, she just called me and was like, you know, I'm moving and I really thought you were cool on the show and would you like to host the show? <laughs> I'm like
0: well, yeah <laughs> of yeah, course that's amazing
1: that's amazing um i said i wanted to do more speaking engagements and
0: now here we are and yeah wow so you were you were you were you were just talking about that before we yeah pressed record about how you just speak things into existence And it's just seemingly happening uh-huh. you know so i'm have you done anything like that before like radio show hosting? Yeah, radio show hosting. No. Wow. <laughs> I've been on a few podcasts. You're going to be great. I just, I mean, like, the just from this, I can tell you're going to be great. You
1: know, I'm a bit nervous, but uh-huh. I'm excited. I got stuff to talk about, and yeah. I want to empower other small businesses and women, mm-hmm. like she did for me. She gave me that opportunity and that platform. Yeah. I got business from it. People came into my store. I met a holistic, naturopathic doctor, you know? Yeah. I'm like, from them listening into the show. So,
0: I want to uplift women in the same way. So, that's amazing. Yes. I mean, you do so much, so many amazing things for the community. I mean, just to go back to uplift, um, I mean, you're a community garden as well as an herbalist. Like, what is that like, that process of maintaining a garden for uh-huh. the community?
1: Yes, so this year I was blessed to become the community manager, community garden manager of the Ivanhoe um, Neighborhood Council Community Garden, Mm -hmm. Um, and this was the biggest garden I've ever managed. I also managed the Peace Garden for the Uzazi Village um, Maternal Health Center, Birth Center. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it takes a lot of work. It is Mm hands-on, you know, um, every single day. We are out there early in the morning watering, plants are alive, <laughs> okay? Yeah. They do not play. They need attention. They yeah. need love. They need water. They need food, you know? Um, But I love it. Mm-hmm. I got into growing food back in 2013. Mm-hmm. And that was because I learned about GMOs. And I was like, hmm. Well, I guess I'll just grill my own food then, mm-hmm. you right. know. Um, But managing the garden has been the one of the most beautiful experiences that I've had. Um, so we have created a, an initiative called Harvest Day. And so Harvest Day started in May, and the last one was just on Halloween. It was every Tuesday from 9 to 12 in the garden, I gave away the produce that I grew. Mm-hmm. Um, and the community came out. And they were able to learn about vegetables that they may have never seen, like the eggplant, right? Eggplants are beautiful, but it was so funny, me trying to get people to take the eggplant home. And they're just like, what do I do with it? <laughs> it's real cute, but like, uh-huh. how do I eat this? And so getting to educate people on vegetables and sharing recipes. And <sighs> I want to say Harvest Day, we gave away, I think we counted giving away over 500 pounds of vegetables wow. to over 300 people, over 400 people.
0: Wow. When is harvest day? <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was every Tuesday from 9 to 12. Now, you know, it's winter. We uh, are closing down the garden. I do need volunteers for that. Uh, but, yeah, you know, what that oh, showed me, yeah, was that this is needed. Yeah, The people want this. They need this. Um, And they were so happy. You know, food is expensive organic produce is expensive. Yep. You know, so to have a resource where you know, hey, every week I can go here. She's going to have greens, she mm-hmm. got cabbage, she got green beans, you know. She got, we got apple trees. Yeah. We were giving away all of this food. And it's just it's amazing. I feel great.
0: Yeah. I mean, you should. That's not, that's <laughs> a that you should be really proud of yourself. Like that's a real real feat. I can't I mean just you talking about how, you know, now that I think about it, I'm like, what would I do with an eggplant? Right. You <laughs> like, know? And that's how that's a whole other level of educating people on mm-hmm. not only what to eat, but, like, how to eat it. How to eat it. I, I'm
1: telling people about baba ghanoush and,
0: <laughs> and the eggplant lasagna. And yeah. I'm like, you have options. <laughs> mm-hmm. Eat the vegetables. Have you worked in a garden outside of an urban environment? No. Okay. So do you, would you know if um it's, you know, there's differences in urban growing than say, you know, more rural?
1: Yes. So yeah. the main thing or how like the urban gardening kind of got its name mm-hmm. is because you're in a space where you're, you may not have a lot of space to grow and you have to be creative. You might have to grow in a different kind of way. So like a nature made me, right? I don't have any soil, so I'm growing in tires mm-hmm. and I'm growing in straw. Versus in a traditional rural setting, you know, you have land. Right. So you can, you work the land and you grow the land. Mm-hmm. In the urban settings, you know, we're in the city. Or you might be in your backyard, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have, you might be in an apartment, so you don't have the land. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't have the same experience as someone who worked A farm, a traditional farm. I'm here growing for folks who might not really have space to grow. Yeah. I'm here to show you that no matter what, you can do it. You know, that's how I'm growing.
0: Yeah. I always look around. I'm always looking around and I feel like noticing how much concrete is around us, how little space there is for any vegetation, let alone a garden. Right. Yeah.
1: So, I mean... What I did was I learned about the straw bale gardening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I feel like any business could sit a straw bale right outside and plant food and grow in it and go right on the, on the concrete. Mm-hmm. The water would just sweep on down the concrete. It'll dry up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's just an option. What, what
0: is straw bale gardening?
1: So, straw bale gardening is when you are growing out of a straw bale, mm-hmm. literally. And um, I found it. Because I was researching on how I could utilize more space, because I was like a crazy pot lady with like fifty pots <laughs> outside. Yeah, you, <know. laughs> you know, I was like that. So, I mean, I'm still like that. All my pots will still have are growing, uh, yeah. but. <laughs>
0: That's a vibe. I yeah. Like
1: so it was just like, I'm like, all right, I'm not buying more pot. Yeah. At least you're
0: not the pan lady. No. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Um, I'm just playing. If there's a pan lady. She's out there with all her pans. Yeah, no I'm shade. I'm like, forget you. Okay. Um, I'm never coming on that podcast. Shade. Um,
1: no, I was trying to research on how I could like, just have more space and I was going to use the straw and like create an enclosure and put a whole bunch of dirt in the middle Mm -hmm. and just grow in the middle. Okay. I didn't even think about like growing in the straw at first. But as I'm researching, yeah, a whole, I wish I had the book in his name, but there's a guy who like created this straw bill method and is, Oh, I forgot his name, but
0: yeah. So are you putting the soil in the straw, or do you you need soil? You don't necessarily need soil at all.
1: What? Right. So you have to condition this straw. So I fed my straw um, blood meal and bone meal, which are plant foods, organic plant foods, Mm -hmm. high in nitrogen, high in phosphorus. And I did that for, I think it was 10 days, and I had to water it. You know, had the water them like at least a gallon worth of water every day. Mm-hmm. So for 10 days, I'm out there, I'm feeding it the stuff and watering it. On about the 10th, 11th day, I noticed that mushrooms start like popping out of my straw. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So now they're like, give it a balanced fertilizer. So I just went to the store, got a 10 10 10 mm-hmm. fertilizer, organic, because that's how I'm growing, but whatever you can afford to do, you can do. Um, and did that for two more days. And they were like, yeah. It should be ready to go. All you got to do is take a little bit of the straw out. If you have an established plant, like mm-hmm. a seedling, straw out, plant in, pack the straw back around it, and you're growing. Wow. Now, if you wanted to do seeds, then you would get like a thin layer of dirt. Put that on top, and you plant your seeds.
0: Cover it back up. Water it, and it's going to grow. But that's it. That's fascinating.
1: Yeah. That changes
0: everything. cuz the game. You, that now... Cause I mean, a bay like a hay, bay of hay, hay bale. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take up any space or not much at all.
1: Not much, and you got three cubic feet of growing space, oh. and you can grow so much. I'm like, in a cubic foot, you can grow like twelve green bean plants, or you know, like nine green bean plants, and green bean plants each are gonna give you like twenty green beans. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, you got food. <laughs> yeah. You're growing food. You can grow a tomato plant in the middle. Listen, my experience with tomato plants this year. Mm-hmm. Don't you need one?
0: So one, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and this is insider knowledge.
1: This is insider knowledge, kids. <laughs> we don't all have to grow tomatoes. <laughs> is, have,
0: it, is there an arms race for tomatoes? There are so many tomatoes
1: <laughs> this year. I literally made pasta sauce. I made um. Marinara sauce, yeah. I made salsa, I pickled tomatoes. I mean, I had tomatoes Yeah, over my head. I had so much.
0: Yeah. It was real. Wow. So, on top of being an herbalist and an entrepreneur and a community gardener, you're also a mother. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I am a mother. How do you do it?
1: I'm a mother to two beautiful children, uh-huh. a nine-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son. And I am homeschooling these babies. Wow. Um And so I'll add teacher to the list. Teacher is is it. And yeah. I like it though. I like homeschooling, you know, because you know, it's making me learn. Mm-hmm. So you are talking my memory, it's kinda like nostalgia a little bit, you know. I'm like, oh I remember the bar graph with the yeah. key. <laughs> You know, I'm teaching her, like, okay, so we were just doing math. They had the bar graph with the key, and now we're doing geography. Look, mm-hmm. there's your key again. Mm-hmm. Let's remember our resources, <laughs> how to use them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have you been teaching them, you know, your what you've been learning, is? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, I'm always quizzing my daughter around in the garden. I'm like, name three herbs now. It's <laughs> growing. What's that? Chocolate mint.
0: Oh, my <laughs> I'm God. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> Oh wow. yeah. She's going to be when she grows up, she's going to be something, huh? I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: like, "Wow. Like, what what are you going to be?" And my uh-huh. son, yeah. He just eats herbs straight out the garden, Right, you know. He knows what stuff is. Yeah. He'll go, he'll make a a mix in his hand. He'll go get a chocolate mint, a stevia leaf, an orange mint. I'm like, "Is this chocolate-covered orange?" Uh-huh.
0: What is this? He just <laughs> eats it all. Like, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Have you noticed anything about, like, you know, raising kids on a more natural diet? Well, I mean, my son, I really
1: am impressed. Like, he's so just healthy. Mm -hmm. Same for my daughter. Now, my daughter is definitely one of my, like, testimony stories. Mm -hmm. Um, So she was diagnosed with asthma. At one years old, wow. Um, she was actually hospitalized, and her first after her first birthday for nine days.
0: Oh, that is that's really scary.
1: Yeah, it was very very scary. Um, she couldn't breathe, and she couldn't catch her breath. So my daughter after that was hospital going to the emergency room at least once a year at least for um, her asthma, uncontrolled asthma. Wow. Um. In her fourth year of life, I discovered cedarwood oil. And that is something that really changed the game for her. Um, I'll never forget. She was having an attack. I had her on her nebulizer. Um, and, you know, she's wheezing. And I'm doing everything I can for her, you know. Um, but for whatever reason, normally everything is put away. There's this one essential oil sitting on top of the counter. And... I decide to look at it, walking past, and I look at the oil, and it has like a rhyme on the oil. Mm -hmm. And it says, in times of respiratory distress, rub this on your chest. Wow. I'm like, okay. Take it up to my daughter, and I rub it on her chest. Oh, my gosh. And I mean, less than an hour, maybe 20 minutes, she comes downstairs And she, like, she's been laying around all day. She's on the nebulizer. She didn't took the thing off. She didn't stretch. She didn't came downstairs. She's like, I feel better. I'm like, that's, are you for real? You know, like, is stuff is this simple? It can be this easy. You mean everything we need is really, really here. Mm -hmm. There's a cedarwood tree growing somewhere right now. And all we needed was the oil. That's magic. It's amazing. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. How it's just sitting there. Yeah. It was one of the probably one of the newer oils I bought, you know. Uh huh. Maybe I,
0: I I can't explain it. That's incredible. What an amazing story. And has she has she been suffering any symptoms? That's the thing. Yeah. She
1: has not. She has not been ever back to the emergency room. Oh my gosh. How old is she now? Nine. Wow. It has
0: been what is that, five years? Oh my gosh! My baby has never been back to the emergency room. That is a testimony right there. That's incredible. Do you ever feel like a little bit of a magician in those times? I mean, it's it's a potion, right? It's crazy. (laughs) It's
1: like really like what is really like unbelievable. You know, every time, and I always just because I tell people these stories, and they're like, Uh, "What? You're so dope!" And I'm like, "No, like the herbs are already here." Yeah, like. I'm grateful that I was on stumbled on this path and found this knowledge and yeah. was intrigued and infatuated with them enough to continue and I'm still in love with herbs. Yeah. You know? That's a question I get all the time. Like, why do you what keeps you going? I'm like, it's the herbs. Learning about a new herb and what it can do for you is always gonna draw me in, you know? Right.
0: And it's like I I've seen it all the time, but Everything we need is here, you know? I always see, I've seen that, um, I forget, I was reading some book about this, but, like, they were talking about how you wake up in the morning, and you don't, you just wake up. It's not like you need something to, like, wake up. up. You just breathe the air. Yeah, you you just do it. You just,
1: all right, we're back. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) And it's, like, there's so much pressure on, like, you know, uh, attaining things that we we are taught that we need but we don't really need but i don't don't know like that story right there i mean you go to the hospital how many like months out of a year and they can't do anything for you right and then a little bit of oil from a tree and all of a sudden your child is nine years old
1: exactly and has never been back and it's like she was going to the hospital but they weren't They were just putting their own machine. Yeah. You know, and they weren't really helping. They weren't doing anything. Uh huh. You know, so,
0: like, yeah. Do you have any, I mean, because you're so hands on, do you have any uh, vision for like what the future might hold for you, your business, but also like community and how we feed ourselves, how we heal ourselves, how we talk about medicine, how we talk about food?
1: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I feel like I kind of have honed in on, like, what would be my ultimate thing I would want to do. And um, I told people I would be like a a quintiles or a quest. I want to test the herbs, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to do the work. I want to run the tests, do the science or whatever it is I need to do to prove that this works. Mm-hmm. you know so i need some people to come in <laughs> <laughs> i need you to do this regimen yeah. how i need you to do it uh-huh. like that's what i want to do yeah is literally back up my herbs you know mm-hmm. i say that you know this passion flower is good for stress and anxiety it will help quiet your mental chatter it will help quiet your racing thoughts mm-hmm. so let's prove it
0: yeah that's what I want to do. <laughs> you want to heal people. Yes. Yeah. So, let, <laughs> come get healed. <laughs> yes, really. Yeah.
1: That well, would be, like, my ultimate. Like, I'm uh, kind of like, I don't want to say old, because I don't want to say I have to be old to be retired, but, you know, like, I'm good. My business is running itself. It's managing itself. Everybody's right. good. Now I can go and do this.
0: Right. And in a day and age where it feels like, I mean, anytime you experience anything that is discomfort or, you know, um, you think you need medical attention, you're almost always prescribed some kind of pill or medicine. Uh, um, As medicine, you're prescribed pills. Uh, And I know so many people that that's just like not working and they find themselves just bouncing from one medication to the other until it's like they don't even know what normal feels like anymore. Right. Um, Yeah, and I see herbalism as like, Something to turn to, something that actually, you know, could change, not just, I mean, it could change your entire life. It could change your whole life. Yeah, and it it could open up everything that you you didn't even know was there. I agree. I completely feel like Nature Made Me is an alternative
1: Mm -hmm. brand. Like, when you're ready to find something else, you're ready to try something else, Mm -hmm. that's what Nature Made Me is here for. To give you access to those items, you know, give you access to education on it and why it's working for you or how it works or why this one didn't work for you. You know, um, I like to tell people, I I love to do a consultation. Mm -hmm. Let's figure out what type of person you are so that we can actually get the blend work right the first time. Right. Because that goes back into the energetics of the herbs. All of us are different. That's why there's so many different herbs that can do the
0: same thing. Yeah. Cause we got to find the one that's for you. Mm-hmm. So, wow, beautifully said. If anyone is wanting to get a hold of you, where can they find you?
1: So, you can find me on everything at Nature Made Me. Um, you can also, so that's Facebook, that's Instagram. Um, you can also find me at Rosie the Herbalist on Facebook. Uh, www.naturemademellc.com is my website. My storefront is at 3906 Indiana. Um, if you put me in Google, Nature Made Me, that will send you there. It gives you my phone number, gives you my address, and
0: my website. So, Wow. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you yeah. so much for your time. Let's get you back to your babies. <laughs> Thank you. This <laughs> <Yeah>. was awesome. <laughs> Amazing. All right. gonna end it there. Let's
1: see.